no more than five years, preferably three. And you could even do a one-year pro forma, which we've done. We've raised, uh, you know, $5 million for C quadrant with a one-year projection. Uh, as long as that projection is based in some conservative reality, it could be one or three years, and that's perfectly sufficient. From Bumminant Media, it's the MJ Bulls Podcast, a show about raising cannabis capital. I'm Dan Homiston, and on today's show, part three in our series, Things to Know When Raising Cannabis Capital. Charles Lloyd from Turning Leaf Capital advises from an investor's perspective. Hey, Charles, welcome to the MJ Bull Podcast. Hi, Dan. It's nice. Thanks for having me here. So Charles Lloyd is the Turning Leaf Capital's managing partner. And on today's show, Charles is going to explain what cannabis investors look for when selecting a deal and how best to position a company when it's raising capital. But before we get yeah. to that, Charles, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? You know, what led you to cannabis and Turning Leaf yeah. Capital? I'm a digital marketer by trade, and I fell into this industry last November, so fairly new to it from a business associate of mine who was raising money for a cannabis farm in Northern California, Salinas, California, Todd Johnson. And he convinced me to start raising capital on my own, created our first investment pool back in January for C Quadrant in Extraction Mega Lab in California, 41,000 square foot, four story facility. And we've raised capital for cultivation and extraction. And now we're working on a financial instrument as well. From an investor's perspective, let's just jump into this. From an investor's perspective, what are some of the key things that a company should do before they raise cannabis capital? When you get to a group like us or a venture capital firm, you want to get your ducks in a row as far as path to a license for sure. Uh, and they understand the legal implications, the legal environment that you have. Make sure that's completely vetted out. You have a clear path to a license. You already have vetted your team of operators. You know who you want to come on board. Preferably, you have a business plan and pro forma, but at the very least, have a pro forma that is rooted in reality. We've had, uh, we've seen a lot of decks come across our desk. But the most important piece is a believable pro forma and a path to a license in the legal environment. Those are the two biggest pieces. If you have those, we can then do our calculation as to what percentage of the company we're going to ask for in return for X dollars. How far out should they go with the pro forma? No more than five years, preferably three. And you could even do a one-year pro forma, which we've done. We've raised uh, uh, $5 million for C quadrant with a one-year projection. As long as that projection is based in some conservative reality, it could be one or three years, and that's perfectly sufficient. when they have their pitch deck together and everything's in place, how's the best way to present that to a potential investor? You first have to find them. If you find someone, if you find us, for example, just we get hit up on LinkedIn, email, hey, we've got an opportunity uh, in the cannabis space that projects very well. Would you like to take a look at our offering materials or our pro forma or our deck? I always say absolutely, because you know we will look at really every opportunity that comes across our desk and who knows what could be there. So I think if you're a smart investor, 
you're going to look at every opportunity in the space and give it a fair shot. And once you get a deal that you like and the process begins, can you give us like do's and don'ts that companies should take or the approach that they should take when they're negotiating a deal with a potential investor? Yeah, you know, for us, it's kind of a cut and dried situation. We look at the equation. We're not the right fit for every group in terms of being the right capital raising partner. We work it backward from a believable pro forma in terms of mathematically. So let's say you project a profit of $10 million a year. I could tell you right now, we're probably going to ask for, you know, if you wanted $2 million, we're going to ask for probably you know, 25% of the company in terms of equity based on our simple equation of what level of profitability our investors need to have. So they're pretty spoiled in this space. They expect us to find really good deals with great upside and great potential early returns. You come to guys like us, we're not going to ask for more than what we want in terms of a typical return. So we don't get greedy. We just kind of work our equation and we just say, hey, is this a good fit for you guys? And if it is, then we start turning over more rocks and we start looking into you further. Well, let's say that now you get one to the finish line and Mm -hmm. the deal's closed and the company's received their funding. What are some of the things that they should be prepared to provide to their new partner on a weekly or monthly, quarterly, annually basis? What we look for is good communication to our investor group. What that looks like is a monthly executive summary, what's going on with the business this month, and then a quarterly accounting. You know, we like to see, you know, financials every quarter. And then just good communication. If there's a crisis, if there's a problem, tell us about it in the reports. Clear communication is key. Uh, Our only asset here is our relationship with our investors. And we aren't just looking at your operation, but all the operations we're going to present to them in the future. And we don't have credibility if we don't have great communication from our operators. So we like to set that tone up front and that expectation up front that as long as we have great communication, let's work together. We'll do whatever we can to help. You bring on an investor, not just for the money, but for the potential for future down the road. Yeah whether it's introductions or it's assistance getting you to the next level. And that kind of brings me to my next question is, how do you keep your investors happy and more importantly, engaged throughout this process? Yeah, I think you have to be responsive as well as we have to be responsive. In other words, if there's a, a hitch or there's a problem, particularly if there's a problem with timeline on distributions or, hey, there's a delay here or a delay there, those things happen in businesses, really how you handle them. That is very important. So we, meaning Mark and I, stay in close contact with the operators. We probably talk to our operators at least twice a month. And if there's a crisis going on, far more often than that. Uh, And we like to be informed so that we can go to our investors and really understand what the problem is and translate it. We like to be very and get in front of every problem if there is a problem and make sure that they're not only aware of it on an email, but we answer their questions you know, verbally and good communication is key. Investors will be patient most of the time and they have to be. Okay. Their money's out there, it's in play. And But you know, communication, just knowing the business, knowing what's going on with it. We had a situation with a cultivation operation recently, I'll give you an example, where someone went out to the farm and thought they saw spider mites 
and they thought that the 30% of the crop yield was going to be affected. And so we had to really get out in front of that issue because they sent an email distribution to several other, other investors about this issue. And, you know, it turned out to be a non-issue. Huh? That there really wasn't a spider mite outbreak. It was kind of a misdiagnosis. But you know, making sure that we stay on top of that. Hey, go to the operators. Hey, guys, verify this. This is a problem. How are you dealing with the problem? And is there a problem? Give us a report back as soon as possible so we can deal with it. And that's how you deal with problems. You get them out in the open and you make sure the investors are informed. Well, we've been talking to Charles Lloyd, the managing partner at Turning Leaf Capital, and all of their information is available on our MJ Bulls website at mjbulls.com. Charles, thanks for giving us this investor's insight into raising cannabis capital. Dan, thank you so much for having me today, and it was really a pleasure. Thanks for listening to the MJ Bulls podcast. To learn more about today's guests or to apply to be a guest, visit our website at mjbulls.com. And if you like our show, give us a review on iTunes. Today's show was produced by Bumminit Media. I'm Dan Humiston, and you've been listening to the MJ Bulls Podcast. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hey there, my name is Leah Babrudi, and I'm the founder and host of Canachix Podcast, where I discuss cannabis, psychedelics, and other natural medicines. I not only interview people who use them as treatment for different conditions, but also the entrepreneurs who share their knowledge on how they built their businesses. If this sounds interesting to you, give my show a listen. I'm sure you'll learn something that'll surprise you.